over the river and through the woods to grandmother's house we go. The horse knows the way to carry the sleigh through white and drifted snow. Over the river and through the woods, oh how the wind does blow. It stings the toes and bites the nose as over the ground we go. Welcome back to Faith and Family. I'm your host, Andy Bates. It is Wednesday, November 20th, and uh, we are having a great time talking about preparing for the holidays, and uh, even things are starting to look a little more a little more hallow, holiday-rific around here at the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod International Center. But uh, you know what the holidays brings? Uh, quite an interesting topic, visiting relatives and traveling, and uh, it, we're bringing back our one of our expert moms, uh, Jackie Meyer from Churubusco, Indiana. Why are you laughing at that? I just think it's funny. I, I, I mean, I guess I am an expert mom at this point. I mean, when you mother for 10 years straight, um, almost 11 now without stopping, I suppose that makes you an expert in your field. But <laughs> There's no stopping. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Jackie, you've been on before talking about a variety of topics when it comes to children, homeschooling, and you were on our first Moms Roundtable uh, today. Uh, and, and during those conversations, I thought, man, and following you on Facebook and your blog, uh, we've got to get some ideas from her on how to travel with children, uh, how how to make it through. And and Amanda and I were talking before the show, and she's like, that just doesn't work for us. We just don't travel. Right. <laughs> right. We don't travel very often, but we traveled a lot this year. So um, in, in the same two-week period, which made it even crazier. But, um, but I remember but reading yeah. about your preparations. It was meticulous. It was. It was very, um, it was very uh, pointed and very intentional, I'll tell you that, because um, I figured when we were traveling, we uh, went on an, an all-Meyer family vacation um, in September where uh, my husband's entire family, we all get together every other year and go on vacation somewhere. And this was about a four, four-and-a-half-hour trip um, up to Michigan. And then um, a week after we came home from that, actually less than that, about five days after we came home from that, we headed down um, just our immediate family to um, Orlando to Disney World. So we had, that was about a 15-hour drive um, when you um, added stops in on the way down and the weather and all that. It was 19 hours, but... Um, you should yeah, see so the look we, of fear in Amanda's eyes. By fire. <laughs> you should see the look of fear in Amanda's eyes when you said 15-hour drive with your family. Now, how many children in, in the Meyer household? Well, we have four. We have four girls. Uh, we took all four of them to Michigan with us, um, but we only took three to Disney. We left our two-year-old at home because... We didn't know how she would do with traveling and how she would do down there, and we figured she would just, you know, make us miserable, and we'd make her miserable, and we thought, you know what, let's just leave her at home with Grandma, which we had to bring her down off of Grandma Detox after we got home. <laughs> but, um, but it really was a good decision, and it made everybody's trip go go very smoothly. Now, so. you bring up a good point, Grandma Detox. I think that's going to be our uh, topic of discussion around, oh, say, January 2nd. <laughs> It's a yeah. Well, it's it's one of those things, but um, it's a it's a blessing and a curse. So, it's um yeah. But but it went it all went really well, and uh, you know I just figured it was my job um, in the house just to prepare everyone and to keep everyone occupied during our trip. So I did a whole lot of research and read a whole lot of blog posts and lists and things like that, and and just made some good decisions on what I thought was best for See, that's the teacher in you, doing all the research beforehand and, know, and all the preparations. I know, I just figure being prepared gives me the best chance of everyone keeping their safety. So <laughs> that's, that's the most important thing, especially when you're all crammed into a, a vehicle and, and driving so many hours. So. Absolutely. So how early, how, how soon before, how far out before the trip did you uh, start working with the, the kids? What did you start doing and how far in advance did well, you do that? 
our kids, they knew we were going on our Michigan trip, but we didn't tell our kids we were going to Disney until a couple weeks before um, we left, just because we didn't want all the, oh, how soon is it going to be, and, and that kind of thing. But I wouldn't um, tell them until the day we got in the car. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wanted them to be prepared for the drive, you know, so I thought they really need to be prepared to drive 15 hours in the van, you know, to be sitting buckled in, we're not getting out, you know, that kind of thing. Um, I wanted them to be prepared, and that's one of my, my big things I would say is to, is to be overly prepared. Um, you have to be very patient. You have to be very flexible with your rules. You know there are going to be intense moments with traffic or traffic jams or weather. I mean, it rained on us on our way to Disney for eight hours of our trip, and it was miserable to drive. And, I mean, it was pouring at some points, and I could hardly see the, ro- the road at some points, and, I mean, it was just nuts. So mm. it was very intense, but, you know, we had planned well, and, um, you know, those kinds of things are unavoidable, so we needed to just make the best of them while we were in the van. And when you say rules, and the rules need to be flexible, you mean the rules for parents, right? Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> But just being flexible, you know, we don't typically let our kids eat snacks and treats whenever they want. But on a long trip like that, we just stuffed them in their bags and we said, this is what you get. Um, You know, you might want to ration that out throughout the day. But if you want to sit there and eat, you know, six Starbursts, go for it. You know, I mean, it's it's kind of, I mean, we don't usually parent in the whatever makes you happy kind of a, a method but it for traveling if you want to drink your whole water bottle now or you want to eat your whole bag of popcorn right now go for it because um you know that's where that's where you have to be i think when you're traveling that far to to be flexible and accommodating for them now with snacks and everything at all places all over the time does that mean more frequent bathroom breaks or how do you plan how do you plan for breaks well, we um, we knew we would have to stop for gas um, any time that you m- take breaks. We make everybody go to the bathroom. And I am not um, above uh, paying people for going to the bathroom. We take quarters. <laughs> I, I say you go to the bathroom. You try to go to the bathroom, you get a quarter. You go to the bathroom, you get two quarters. You know, I mean, it's it's you want them to go. And I mean, your older kid, my older kids all know, yes, and we're going to go to the bathroom. You know, my five-year-old, it's a little more bribery going on. Um, again, it, for traveling, that's what we do. We, we, I want them to go. I don't want to have to stop in a half an hour from now. You know, we make, we make them stop. We just try to, for us, we just tried to get as far as we could every time. Um, and you know, when you stop to, to have lunch somewhere, we, you know, we're having kids doing cartwheels out in the grass, running around trees, all kinds of things like that. I mean, you want them to move and get that energy, get that energy out. Oh, so when other people are traveling around you, oh, there's the Meyer family. Yes. <laughs> when you did stop at this McDonald's, and seriously, this lady's like, oh, are you really getting, getting some of that energy worn off, huh? And we're like, yep. You know, I mean, they knew exactly what we were doing, but, but good things for that, you know, uh, pack some jump ropes, a couple of jump ropes, uh, maybe a ball or two. Beach balls are great because, you know, you can smush them down and stuff them in your glove box or whatever but and where are the kids out when you, you tell them they have to blow them up yeah there you go that, that can be an activity in the van on the way to you know <laughs> five minutes from where you're going so yeah absolutely absolutely the, great advice bring a jump rope wouldn't i, I wouldn't have even thought of that because it packs up nice and small it doesn't yeah. take up a lot of space Anything, but yet yeah frisbees that kind of thing those are great like they don't take up a lot of space at all but you can just pull them right out real fast sure yeah a great way to stop now with the holidays you know if you're not traveling in a warm 
warm climate, uh, you might need to find something else, uh, another way to get that activity out if it's cold outside. Just have them run around the car a couple of times, right? Yeah, and even just, I mean, so many restaurants anymore have play places. And I actually mm-hmm. read online somewhere, we don't, we're kind of behind the ages here, but uh, we don't have iPhones and things like that. But um, I've heard that there are apps that actually tell you where restaurants are with play places in them and things like that. So you oh. can um, easily find a spot like that if you're traveling. Great advice. Yeah. Plan out the plan out your stops. I know that my yeah. sister my sister has a, a teen and a preteen and uh, travels during the summer and and I know that, that she's a teacher. As, what is it with the teachers and the planning? <laughs> she's a teacher as well and no. and plans out all their stops as right. well when they travel during the summer because she has the whole summer off and and they they camp all over the the country and and uh, so she's pretty good about planning out those stops as well ahead of time. So. Having a plan beforehand is what I'm hearing you say. Oh, yeah. uh, giving the kids uh, enough notice so they can start thinking about what it means to be sitting in a car for 15 hours or, yep. or eight hours at a time, whatever it might be. Um, yep. uh, other points? Um, for just trying to make the trip go a little faster and not have all of these, um, are we there yet? Are we there yet? We printed out a um, piece of paper that had the numbers 1 through 20 on it, basically. And we had our little Mickey Mouse ears on number 15, so they knew when we left there, 15 hours left to drive, and every hour that we would drive, we would move that back. And so they could tell how many hours more, you know, it was until we would get to our destination. So um, that was a really great visual for them because it's hard to say, oh, it's 10 more hours. You know, they don't Mm -hmm. really necessarily get that. That's a big number um, when you're talking time. So that was a great visual that they could see how much closer we were getting every hour um, and we did the same thing on the way home. So that was that was really well, uh, worked really well for us. Um, so traveling to visit relatives over the holidays, you could put a picture of grandma and grandpa or, or somebody else on there at that, you know, the on the hour that uh, you should be arriving. Absolutely. And you could even put, you know, like a little McDonald's sticker or a little food sticker or something, you know, something where they would even know after we drive three hours, we're going to stop and have lunch, you know, or after we, you know, we're going to mm-hmm. stop for a snack here or whatever, but... Um, packing a supplies kit is a wonderful idea. Um, I mean, we talked about snacks a couple minutes ago, but even um, with snacks, we always try to pack things um, that aren't crummy. So you don't want to pack a lot of crackers necessarily. I mean, <laughs> you can, but you, know, you have the crumbs and things to Right. To, um, You're going to pay for later. it. But like, string cheese, grapes, bananas, pretzels, carrot sticks, granola bars. The tubes of yogurt, um, nothing that has to have a spoon. You know, you don't want anything with a spoon. Um, But juice boxes tend not to work well, especially with younger kids because of the squeeze factor. Um, We just do water bottles because even if water gets spilled, it dries. Mm -hmm. It's not sticky. It doesn't stink like milk or anything like that. Um, Sippy cups, of course, seem to work best for the kind of the four and under crowd. The water bottles work better for the five and over crowd. Um, but fed children tend to be happier children, so <laughs> that's always a, a good um, a good way to go. But a supplies kit is a really is a really great um, thing that we put together. We put wet wipes, paper towels, extra plastic bags, some Ziploc bags. Medications are really I mean, you don't always think to put those in your mm-hmm. um, you know up front with you, but Tylenol, Motrin, that kind of thing. Motion sickness medicine. We had to stop and and pick some of that up because we didn't take any, and one of our kids got a little car sick. And so um, that was a blessing when we found that. Uh, bandages, even a flashlight, small trash can in your in your vehicle would be a blessing as well. Um, 
cha- taking a lightweight change of clothes for each child and extra diapers if you have a child in diapers, more than you think you need. Um, clothespins can be really handy if your kids start a bag of something and then you need to clip it up. Um, cookie sheets are great for kids to play on, draw with, eat on, that kind of thing. And you can just wipe them down with a wet wipe if they're dirty or messy. If you have a toddler or child who is potty trained but might uh, be a bit unpredictable when it comes to pottying, um, you might want to consider even packing your little small potty that they may be potty trained with um, and an extra roll of uh, toilet paper just in case you have mm-hmm. to stop along the side of the road, you know, on your way. Um, that can be a blessing um, to not have to search for an actual business to find a bathroom. Well, with just about a half a minute left, uh, any other pointers for us, Jackie, as we're wrapping up our time? I am just going to run through a couple of really good ideas to keep everyone occupied. Audiobooks are wonderful for oh, the yeah. whole family. Um, colored pencils in lieu of crayons or markers, bring a sharpener with that. Um, coloring books, activity books. We encourage everyone to nap. It's the best way to pass time. You can play I Spy, stickers and paper, magnet doodles, and play the alphabet game, do pipe cleaners. Make up stories and jokes. DVD players, of course, are wonderful. We get new movies from the library, borrow some from friends. Um, Handheld gaming systems, Kindles, iPads, iPhones, all of those things. We also did a great incentive. We we gave each of our kids a Ziploc bag that had $5 worth of quarters inside, and if they argued at all with a sibling, complained, had a bad attitude, anything like that, they had to pay us a quarter. Um, Every time they got to spend the money when we got to Disney, they added it to what we were giving them already for a souvenir. So that was definitely a bonus to them and it worked like a charm and i think we only took two quarters away on the way there (laughs) wow i had to think about the crayons versus colored pencils thing for a little bit and then i realized it probably has to do with the temperature in the car yeah i mean you don't want one of those melting on your floor Uh -uh. definitely not or on the seat even worse yes (laughs) great points thank you jackie excellent ideas uh always uh we always know that we can trust the teachers to uh, do the research for us so thank you so much for spending some time with us jackie meyer from churubusco Indiana, one of our expert moms right here on Faith and Family. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Thank you for having me, Andy. Excellent. It is time to uh, to talk about Advent ideas, and uh, Amanda's just been waiting. Uh, she's one of those teacher moms, too, one of those uh, homeschool moms who does all the research and all the preparations. And uh, every year, I, uh, I I see these 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 pictures and these plans of, of what's coming up in the Markle household for Advent. And I think I want to go to school at their house because they always cover these really great uh, topics and, and, and great material and, and uh, they do some neat things. So what's in store at the Markle household for Advent? I know you guys do some really neat stuff. Oh, we have a pretty standard rotation that we do um, every year. We do a Jesse tree. And, of course, every evening we light the candles on the Advent wreath uh, for our evening prayer time. Um, In the last couple of years, we've also added the observance of the great O antiphons, which has been a really nice extra kind of thing to do as we wind down each day in the week leading up till Christmas. So let's break those down. Some of those might be kind of uh, new things for many of us. Uh, First of all, you mentioned the Jesse tree. I've heard of it before. I don't know if I've actually... Seen, I've seen I've seen your pictures, but I don't know if I've seen one in person and really know the story behind it. Well, a Jesse tree is sometimes referred to as Jesus family tree. Um, it's not a typical family tree in that it doesn't just focus on his ancestors, but the whole story of the plan of salvation from creation until his birth. And so throughout the days of Advent, you... Um, read about people like his parents or the prophets of the Old Testament. There's events such as the creation and the flood. 
Um, even the angels have a day for reading. And so you just you you focus on one topic every day and there's a corresponding Bible reading and then there's a little ornament that you can hang. <laughs> um, they can be as simple as you want. It could be a cardboard tree on the wall and paper ornaments or it could be an actual Christmas tree with fancier ornaments. Um, and so you just you add one of those every day. And the great thing about the Jesse tree is that instead of being like your traditional Advent calendar that's really just a December countdown, mm -hmm. if Advent is longer than 24 days, there are readings for as many days as there can be in Advent. Uh -huh. And so you're not sitting there waiting until December 1st to start. You can start on the first day of Advent. And it's not not that there's anything wrong with Advent calendars and chocolates. And, and we may talk about that later on. But it, it, it it focuses on the readings for yes, the day. Exactly. It's all about Jesus and how God sent this plan into motion and all the things that happened. You read all of the, you know, the familiar prophecies in the Old Testament that everybody likes to hear at this time of year. And it just really helps you focus and take time to really think about why we celebrate Advent and not just Christmas, but that whole season of preparation and waiting. And I like how you pointed out that it could be as simple as you want or as, as elaborate as you want. It could be, like you said, a cardboard tree on the wall. Yeah. Um, it could be uh, an artificial tree or a real tree that you use to uh, decorate. Um, any of those would work. And, and uh, simple decorations or elaborate decorations, uh, just depending on your abilities and, and your creativity, I guess. Our it's, ornaments were all, we got them out of a book and the children colored them and I had them laminated so that they'd last and so they're you know they're really special to us because the children made them mm -hmm. and you can buy beautiful wooden ones off of Etsy or other you know websites but I you know there's something special about having the ones that your family made well certainly because then there are memories associated with that as well mm -hmm. so when you when you hang that ornament on the Jesse tree then you remember the time that you spent together as a family or even as, as a child, remember uh, how you made that ornament. Exactly. And, and so the, there's some memories. I was just thinking not too long ago that uh, some of the smells from the holidays and, and from seasons and stuff that, that I remember that always bring back memories and, and memories can certainly be good. Yeah. Uh, you know, that, that can help us remember uh, some of the important things. So uh, what a great gift your children will carry with them and hopefully that tradition onto their families as, so. as they grow up as well. Okay, so you mentioned Jesse Tree um, and then, uh, let's see, there was a second item and then, oh, Antiphons, what was the second? Oh, the Advent Wreath. Advent Wreath. Advent Wreath. And you said you use that every evening? Yeah, I know a lot of people light them only on Sundays or Wednesdays just once a week. We light ours every day, um, except usually Wednesdays because we're at church on Wednesday mm -hmm. evenings. But we'll light the appropriate candles for the week. We say our evening prayers in front of the wreath instead of just upstairs like we normally do. And again, it's just a way to kind of make us stop and really focus, mm -hmm. you know, and it's not just another thing to check off on the bedtime routine, but it kind of forces us to really slow down with it. Do the kids help with lighting the candles? Kind of. <laughs> As they're getting older, you know, we trust them a little more. It used sure. to just be, you know, our job to do it. But now that they're getting older, they can help with that. Sure, sure. Yeah. They can uh, not set fire to the place, but learn the responsibility that comes with it as yeah. well. And and that's nice, too, because then they, they look forward to it, I'm mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. Uh, and then you mentioned uh, oh, antiphons. Yes. Which I... You know, I know some of our families have a music background in knowing the Markle family and Mr. Markle and, and his music background as well. How how important the music during the holidays uh, is to the Markle family. What are the O Antiphons? Um, well, the O Antiphons are an extra set of Bible readings in the week leading up till Christmas. So there's just seven of them. And um, they're all based on the prophecies of the Old Testament. And they also coincide with the verses of O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. 
And so on a normal Advent wreath night, we begin by singing the first verse of O Come, O Come, Emmanuel as a family. And then in that week leading up to Christmas, we also add the verse that fits with that prophecy. And they're all based on um, one of the names given to Jesus in the Old Testament. O, o Wisdom, O Lord, O Root of Jesse. Um, and the kind of neat thing is if you arrange them from the last one to the first one in an acrostic, they spell out the Latin phrase arrow cross, which means tomorrow I will come. And so when hmm. you get to that last day, it's the day before Jesus' birth. And so then you finished it, you know, tomorrow I will come. It's just another neat little reminder. Wow. It's kind of hidden in there. It is. And they've been in use for over 1,500 years. I mean, some, I think, monk probably sat down and had some fun, you know, arranging them in the right way so that they would have the biggest impact possible. That's really fascinating. See, I learned something new every day on here. <laughs> <laughs> the, so uh, do you, did you say you sing them or read them or, or we, both? We read the, um, the Bible reading, and then we also sing the verse of O Come, O Come, Emmanuel that goes with it. O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. And we talked about that yesterday uh, when we talked about songs of the season, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. So you, you sing it through the whole season of Advent then? Mm -hmm. Yes. That's really cool. Excellent. Now, are the, are the kids, do they enjoy singing? Oh, yes. <laughs> they have to in the Markle household. Yeah, it's kind of a rule. Now, how did you come across this? How did you come across the O Antiphons? What even caused you to stumble upon this? Well, you know, I, I've been to Vesper services that go through all of the Antiphons. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's just been in the last couple of years, I actually saw it on a Catholic blog where um, a blogger had ornaments for her Jesse tree that they, you know, they did the Jesse tree in the morning mm -hmm. and then they added the ornament for the Oantiphon in the evening. And so that's what we've started doing too. And it's just, you know, anytime I can find a way for us to really be mm -hmm. intentional about the season, I like adding that in just throughout the day, little, you know, it doesn't have to be a huge thing taking up a lot of time, but just little things here and there. Sure. And and I know it, it in our churches, we, you know, I'll, I'll see the Oantiphons written in, you know, in part of the service, but don't even really quite often think twice about it. But what a, a neat way to uh, to bring that into the home too, and to to really bring that Advent message home that uh, this Christ uh, came into the world for us, took on our human flesh, and not only did he come as a baby in a manger, but Advent is also, as Pastor Wood mentioned earlier on Monday, that Advent also is not only a season to prepare for Christmas, but preparation for the return of Christ as well. Exactly. That, uh, that, that return that, uh, you know, while, while, uh, his, his birth in a manger was kind of a rude, uh, birth and a, a rough way to come into the world and, and take on our, our, our human flesh. That's kind of a, uh, a rude way the, the, it's not going to be such a, probably a smooth sailing sort of return. <laughs> you know, I just, I don't think it's going to be, um, the same way, the, the way that we've romanticized Christmas, uh, I don't think, it, it, even though it's nice and cozy and warm and hot cocoa and all those things, you know, I had my hot cocoa last night. It's <laughs> it's almost December. I got to have hot cocoa every night. Um, but uh, it, I just, that return of Christ, while it will be a good thing for all believers, it's going to be a more than majestic mm -hmm. thing. And so uh, stuff like this that you're mentioning that... Uh, that helps us step outside of that, uh, the warm and fuzzy picture of, of Christmas and Christ and and see Advent for uh, more than just that, more than just a warm and fuzzy, cozy time of year because it's cold outside and, and we're going to sit down and have good memories. We're going to have things, we're going to do things as a family that point us to Jesus and and Jesus coming into this world for us. 
With about uh, about a minute left, any other ideas from the Markle household or any advice for families as they're thinking about Advent? Well, you know, I mentioned earlier when you were talking to the folks at CPH about uh, St. Nicholas Day. Um, we try to try to read about more of those commemoration days during the season of Advent. There's quite a few of them that fall. Um, Ambrose of Milan, Santa Lucia, um, even Katie Luther, her commemoration day falls during Advent. And there's just a lot of great stories that you can read and see how God has used people through his church through time. Um, and, you know, really emphasize that he uses all kinds of people mm-hmm. to work his plans. And it doesn't matter who you are or where you are or when. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look at look at Mary's story in the Magnificat that we talked about on Monday. You know that it, it doesn't matter, as you said. Yes, where you are, who you are, God's going to use uh, whoever He chooses, whenever He chooses, and He has certainly done that. And we see that in the stories of Advent, uh, how He. He works when and where he will and and how he wants. Well, Amanda, thank you so much for spending some time with us today talking about, uh, well, being a a part of the whole show today. I know that, you know, we got to focus on your ideas during the last half, but thanks so much for spending some time with us, making the trip over to talk about uh, ideas for families during Advent and, and what we can do to observe that season. You're welcome. So coming up tomorrow on Faith and Family, another great topic on preparing for the holidays. How to deal with the holiday blues. Therapist Janine Liebman and Dr. Rick Mars from Concordia Seminary here in St. Louis are going to come over and spend some time with us talking about how to deal with the blues over the holiday. Maybe you lost a loved one in the last year, or maybe it's your first Christmas or your 10th Christmas or Thanksgiving without that loved one, how to deal with it. So we're going to talk about that tomorrow on Faith and Family. Moments of Assurance up next right here on Worldwide KFUO. Listen to Faith and Family Monday through Friday at this time. Faith and Family is a listener-supported program. Your financial support is needed for Faith and Family to continue. Our address is 1333 South Kirkwood Road, St. Louis, Missouri, 63122. You can contact us on the web and download Faith and Family at KFUO.org. Worldwide KFUO, on the air, online, and on demand.